plot twists might be fun to read about in a story, but when it's your life that's getting upended or dramatically changed, you might not like it as much. Dashed dreams are among the hardest to pivot away from, because where do you go? Nadine Fonseca, the co-founder and CEO of Mighty Kind, knows all too well the mental struggles that come with finding out that you have to leave a precious dream behind. After injuries and rehabilitating physically and, and kind of mentally from that, it was a real struggle to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be. And I spent a lot of times just working jobs to work jobs and just trying to figure out, was I an entertainer? Was I an academic? What was I meant to do with the rest of my life? This wasn't the last time that Nadine came face to face with a seemingly impossible question that forced her to change course. At this point, Nadine has changed and pivoted so many times throughout her life and her career that she barely even bats an eye when the world throws a wrench in her plans. But how did she get to that place? And how did her path ultimately lead to Mighty Kind, a kids magazine that puts tough topics front and center? Find out right here on The Journey. There are always exciting things happening in the world of small business. The news that grabs the headlines, though, are always the highlights. The overnight successes, the billion-dollar IPOs, the massive exits. But just like your Instagram feed, that's never the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and press photos. Underneath all of that is the real work of building something valuable and lasting. Don't get me wrong, I love crazy success stories and can be drawn in by those big flashy tales just as much as the next person. But we all know that what's more important than the destination is how you get there. It's the struggles you have to overcome and the insights you learn along the way that make you who you are. So those are the stories we're telling. It's raw, it's honest, and maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Hillary Georgie, and this is The Journey. So, anyone who owns a small business knows what the difference between surviving and thriving feels like. And obviously, we all aim to thrive. That's why we're excited about our latest partnership with UPS. Our listeners know that whether you're moving your business online or getting into new markets or just trying to make things run faster and more efficiently, small businesses are up against a unique set of challenges. That's why UPS designed innovative tools just for small businesses that are made to help take you to the next level. Learn more about how UPS can get your small business moving forward at ups.com pivot. As a little girl growing up in a multicultural home, the world that Nadine saw was diverse. The San Francisco Bay Area flourished with a collage of cultures, races, and personal identities. Although her father is from Guatemala and her mother is American, Nadine's youth was not quite the multicultural melting pot you might imagine it would have been. Her father was in the military and there were strict rules. In fact, Spanish was not even spoken in their home. Growing up with this quieted diversity in her own home pushed Nadine to strive to assimilate more outside as well, to just blend in. In some ways, she was mimicking the path of her father, and that path had a clear message. Differences were not celebrated. They were to be mitigated. Daddy's girl through and through, as she grew older, Nadine wanted to follow in her father's footsteps and join the U.S. Marines. 
There was a sense of belonging that came with serving in the military that she and her father longed for. I was just the tomboy, rough around the edges. That's just who I was. I was always his right-hand man. That was a really special relationship growing up. I'm not surprised that immediately I wanted to model my life after his career-wise. But my dad is an immigrant from Guatemala. And so it was interesting growing up. Most of our childhood was spent assimilating, trying to blend in, fly under the radar. In retrospect, I think it was one of the ways for my dad to assimilate, is to be as American as possible. What's more patriotic than joining the military? At 17, Nadine took the first steps toward pursuing her dreams of following in her dad's footsteps, and she went to military school. But her plan unraveled quickly. She experienced some injuries, and that kept her from being able to move forward down the military path. That was a hard thing is for me to figure out if I'm not going to be a Marine, who am I and what am I doing? And so it was a real identity crisis in that moment, coming home, feeling defeated and deflated. And what am I doing with my life? Nadine didn't have a plan B. So the road to recovery wasn't just physical for her. She was questioning everything. After injuries and rehabilitating physically and and kind of mentally from that, It was a real struggle to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be. And I spent a lot of times just working jobs to work jobs and just trying to figure out, was I an entertainer? Was I an academic? What was I meant to do with the rest of my life? Nadine was trying on all of these different identities, pivoting from one thing to the next. But her biggest pivot and the eventual ultimate inspiration for the woman she would become came in the form of her daughter. Maybe it was the fear of the unknown, or maybe it was a bit of self-doubt, or maybe it was just her young age. But for whatever reason, when Nadine found that she was pregnant, those endless questions about who she was supposed to be were amplified. Nadine's life wasn't the only one she had to figure out now, and she questioned her capability to be a good mom. Around 20 years old, I found myself single and pregnant and not really sure from there. Am I capable of raising a kid? If I didn't have the discipline to not get pregnant, do I have the discipline to raise a kid? So there was a whole spiritual journey around that and figuring out what role I was meant to play in this life here on earth in the grand scheme of things beyond a career. Nadine didn't have too many answers, but she knew that she'd need support with whatever path she chose to walk down. So one of the first calls she made after finding out that she was going to be a mother was to her high school friend. He didn't mince words or express platitudes. He gave it to Nadine straight up, but he was in her corner no matter what. That friend is now her husband. She had found in him strength, safety, and comfort, which Nadine wasn't expecting when she made that initial call. But in finding that, it allowed her to make yet another pivot into a space where she felt more secure in her own self and stopped questioning every aspect of her life. Having a life partner gave her freedom to think creatively, and after she had her baby, Nadine resumed her pursuit to find a career that she could be passionate about. I went into sales, and I went into marketing, and I got my degree, and all of these different things. But it wasn't until we moved out of the Bay Area and raising our then three kids with one more on the way that I realized the importance of having these impactful conversations with my kids when we didn't live in a diverse area that I felt, okay, this is what I meant to do and I need to do it now. It's already too late. It needs to start happening whatever way, big or small. I need to 
create something that allows people to do better and be better and help each other. Nadine was just beginning to realize the power of this passion for diversity that was buried deep inside her multicultural roots. Looking at her own kids and the lack of diversity in their lives compared to the rich blend of cultures that blended together in San Francisco, she saw a gap in their life experience that maybe she could fill. At this time, Nadine was homeschooling her kids, curating their curriculum, and investing a lot of time into thinking about what important things she was teaching them. As they grew older, they had questions, and sometimes she was surprised at what they said. But this just made her more determined to make sure that they had the right education about diversity. I noticed my kids asking questions in a way that if an adult had asked them, they could be very easily misconstrued. So at a young age, I knew it was just curiosity and trying to make sense of the world around them and noticing differences. And so it was just kind of a wake up call. They don't have the organic exposure that both my husband and I had growing up. And so how do I replicate that? How do I curate or create those types of opportunities so that we can be mindful of these things before the stakes are high, before they can cause harm? And while it's still young and innocent and explorative and just shaping who they are from a young age. She decided to take matters into her own hands. What if she created the tool that she couldn't find in the world? A magazine or book that addressed this clear need for not just her own kids, but that maybe other kids could use too. Nadine got on the phone with her good friend Rachel, a writer and editor by trade. And Nadine laid out what she was thinking and asked whether she was crazy or this was even actually a good idea. I just kind of laid it out. I feel this is what needs to exist. And as much as I want to walk into a big box bookstore one day and just see that it's happened, if not me, then who? We've got to do something. And I said, would you at least give me some tips or thoughts or feedback? Am I crazy? And by the end of the phone call, she's like, I'm in, I'm on board. So let's make this happen. The idea was solid and a plan was coming together. Nadine decided to do a survey to collect as much data as she could about what people needed to know and what people didn't know they needed to know. There was also some feedback that was just hard to digest from the beginning as far as we don't need to talk about race, it perpetuates racism, or why can't we just be kind without having to make it a thing? All of those kinds of things that will nod at you. Is anyone going to read this if that's what they think? So they got to work and built the first edition of the Mighty Kind magazine. But as they edited and reviewed their work, and the final copy was getting closer and closer to being done, things just weren't sitting right with Nadine. Those all-too-familiar questions were swirling around in her head. What was this magazine supposed to be? How was she going to make it so? Whatever the answers were, they weren't to be found in this first attempt. Something was off, and this magazine was not publishable. It was a really crazy time. I know that Rachel and I started on an issue, and I think it two, three months in, we completely scrapped it. That was a really hard thing for us to do, but also, I think for both of us, was this really clear understanding that we were both in it for the same reasons. That we weren't in it just to put something out or to turn a box. What we created to this point wasn't going to foot the bill, didn't match and align with the mission closely enough, and it wasn't going to cut it. Their approach was all wrong. 
the magazine they had poured their heart into, while good, wasn't going to work. Nadine had a different long-term vision for Mighty Kind, so it was time to pivot once more. Find out how, right after this break. Today's podcast is sponsored by UPS. If you're like a lot of our listeners, you've either taken your business online or you want to make that shift fast. Well, UPS makes it easy to ship and save wherever your e-commerce takes you so you can launch your business into a whole new orbit. Whatever platform you're using to host your online store or track and manage your shipping, UPS is already there. You'll get big savings and reliable shipping that give you a competitive edge and keep your customers happy. You can ship from your online store to your customer's front door faster than ever when you choose UPS. So get started today at ups.com slash pivot. With months of work down the drain, Nadine and Rachel were forced to reevaluate, restart, and figure out a new path forward for their magazine. So the first issue that we created, our model was really more culture centric. So our first issue was all on Mexico and that was taking the lead around all of the other content. But what we were finding is that being a small operation, the model wasn't going to work for very long if we didn't have personal connections to these different cultures or countries. It's gonna be really, really hard to source authentic material and to do our due diligence and do right by different voices and perspectives if that was our model is everything hinged on a particular country or culture not to mention we would be that much more likely to fall into perpetuating stereotypes and kind of continuing narratives that definitely weren't helpful and at worst harmful to around a particular country or culture and then we would just be boxing everything into this really monochromatic expectation of a certain country or culture. And so we just noticed as much as we want to show the beauty of the world, that doing it by country wasn't going to do us any favors and surely wasn't going to do it justice. And so the pivot was we want to still feature different countries or cultures, but instead of looking at how they're different, let's celebrate that. We want to to start with a worldview. And so we started going with themes instead. And so What are themes that unite us, themes that are far more universal? We've looked at music, at greetings, at nature, things that we can all have some sort of global connection to. And then we drill down into what are some nuances in this culture while still allowing us to showcase the intersectionality of any one person from any one culture. By pivoting to this insightful content model, Mighty Kind would be able to get the most effective message to kids in a long-term fashion. But on the business side of things, well, first of all, Nadine admits she wasn't even initially thinking of this as a business. It wasn't until she saw how big of a job this was that she knew she'd have to commit full-time and make it her work. I think the shift for me was realizing that this was not something I was ever going to accomplish alone. It was just Nadine, writer, illustrator, publisher, whatever, I would probably run myself ragged and it'd all be free and I'd go to sleep at night feeling good about myself, but also extremely stressed and tired and probably the worst version of myself for my family. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. It wasn't possible to do it that way. And so bringing in just all of these different contributors 
from an ethical standpoint, they need to have their time, their talents, their voices, their stories, their art. It is valuable and far more than we can put a dollar value on. And yet we try to come as close to market rates as we can. And a lot of people have chosen to volunteer their talents, even outside of our staff, which is lovely and and so generous. But we don't want that to be our model. We want to compensate fairly for the time and efforts that are put into bringing this to light. Things at Mighty Kind were really coming together, but nothing stays settled for long in a startup. The next pivot would be a big one. But at this point, Nadine was basically a pro at twisting and turning with the tides to stay on top. Nadine has always been focused on reaching as many people as possible. And she endeavored to do that by distributing her magazines and resources to teachers, schools, and parents everywhere. But when the world and how we all live shifted in 2020, Nadine had to pivot yet again. We also found so many people who were suddenly homeschooling who hadn't anticipated that or just wanted to engage in their kids' education because they had to and they were stuck at home anyway. And so I think that was the first major pivot for us where we had always planned on being a physical product so you could snuggle up on a couch. It would be a physical engagement. That's when we turned digital. And so once we created digital copies of our magazines, we opened it up to a pay-what-you-can model at the time for people who had the resources to compensate. Wonderful. Great. We appreciate that. And for those who didn't, we just wanted them to feel like they had something. With kids at home, there was so much uncertainty. It was one thing that they could have within their control and at their fingertips. It was pretty explosive. I think we had over a thousand downloads within that first week of opening that up and everyone kind of shut in. Mighty Kind continues to expand its reach, and Nadine continues to take the challenges that life throws her in stride. She's learned that even if you find yourself far away from where you first started, you can still be in a good place, maybe even a better place than what you had planned for. To accomplish something great and to make a change in the world, you first have to know how to change or adapt your own life how and when necessary. The world is always evolving. Plans are always changing. And change can be a million different things. It can be fun and interesting, stressful or relieving. It is what you make of it. Some changes are harder than others to deal with or move forward from. But Nadine shows us that those who learn to bend instead of break will build resilience and thrive. After all, it was Charles Darwin who said, quote, It is not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive, but those who can best manage change. The Journey is created by Mission.org and sponsored by UPS. To learn more about the show or mission, visit Mission.org. And to learn more about how UPS can help your business, visit ups.com pivot. <laughs>